1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.
2: Malcolm Blight and David Woolley for weeks. Weeks homes discovered different. And Adelaide Auto 4x4, you get 15% off your first purchase. How good is that? Well, Geelong, undeniable chance now, Malcolm. Oh. They're into a, a prelim tomorrow night. Uh... Are on the oldish side, but they are a bloody good side, no yeah, doubt, and so. one of their former champs joins us in Billy Brownless. Bill, thanks for your time, and gee, they have got a great chance, haven't they? What, 14 on the trot? It's not bad form.
1: Yeah, g'day, Dave, and uh, g'day, Malcolm, Jack. Yeah, spot on there. There's no excuses now. Um, they've got a full list. They've had a week off, um, 14 in a, in a row, as you said, so... There's no excuses. They just got to start well. They do have to have a bit of a habit of starting a bit slowly. So I'd love to see them start well and uh, and go away with it, and then of course through to a grand final.
0: Billy, um, obviously you've been at Geelong a long, long time and one of their very good players. How's the town? I mean, I remember when I was there and you were playing it. The, the blue and white scars were everywhere. The whole t- the whole place was a buzz and alive
1: yeah spot on and, and it's the same bloody um yeah it's like a country town to be honest. they've got the flags that hang out the cars and on top of the cars, and then they've got the scarves, and they've got all the um windows, the shop windows in you know go cats and blue and white and things like that. everyone's talking about it's great buzz and and you remember we used to go to training and it'd be school holidays you, you'd get out of your car there'd be you'd be a hundred two hundred kids around, you'd be running late for training, you had to sign these autographs, and they'd all be down at training so it's just a great buzz, honestly, to be around.
0: And I never went crook at you, Bill, when you were late either because I knew you were doing that for the team. You took all those Sorry. hard stuffs. Hey, listen, just Well,
1: a- <laughs> you did with Ablett one day. I remember that. Oh, geez, you got into him. Wow,
0: wee. Yeah, there's, things happen like that. It was a bit different in those days. Can, can I just say, if you caught up Steve Hockings, you know, taking over yep. as CEO at the club, and it's like it yep. just rolled on. The whole thing's just kept going. Have you caught up with him at all, former teammate of yep. yours? Yeah, spot
1: on, mate. Well, he played 199 games, believe it or not. I played 198. So, I see him around, and he's going very well. He's a good man, as you know. He's straight as an arrow. Um, you know, he's not a drinker and things like that, but he gets things done, bloody. He just gets things done, and that's what you love about him. Uh, and he, and I reckon he sat down with Chris Scott at the start of the year, and I reckon they had a good, honest chat about, you know, especially the way the Cats were playing, mm. That and backwards, sideways, you know, not taking the game on. So... And I reckon he had a chat to him about that and also about um, you know, maybe playing some kids and getting some kids in there and playing them and things like that. So he's he's had a great impact, a really big impact in his first year. He gets around to the corporates. you know, He's big on that, getting around to the corporate side of things. He's been fantastic and a real, real asset. And by the way, your old mate Buddha, mm-hmm. um, uh, his brother Gary, he, he went out and coached Leopold this year. Leopold finished fifth and they're through to the grand final. Oh, they took on... Him. Yeah, take St. Mary's. They play St. Mary's this Saturday, but a, a bloody good effort by Buddha, who he goes all right in the coaching box. He's a bit out there. He's a bit like you, blood He's a bit different. He's out there, but uh, <laughs> he, he goes all right. He, he's,
0: he's a good coach. He's actually been experienced, hasn't he? He's done, he's done it for a long time now. He'd, he'd be an interesting get now for someone in the RFL even.
1: Yeah. He, oh, mate. Well, yeah, because he, he is a bit different, but he knows that they loved him at Collingwood. He was just at Collingwood recently. He had to be cut because of the COVID stuff. But, mate, they love him. Scott Penelbury and that rave about him and things like that. And Actually, I've got a job for you, bloody They're the all out there towards Tullamarine. They need, a, they need oh. someone just to go out and fix up things there. What about your good self?
0: Yeah, no, black's not my favourite colour. Red's okay, but I just, <laughs> I just don't do the black. <laughs> Our guest
2: is Billy Brownless. Bill, just going back to Chris Scott, well, I think most pundits had Geelong slipping to the bottom half of the eight. And you're right, he's played some kids. Uh, Close Holmes, yeah. Stingles come to the club. De Koning's a great player. And he, but he's also managed the players like Selwood and, and Dangerfield. Not, they haven't yeah. been anywhere near as reliant, have they, on the champs? No, nah,
1: and, that, and that's bloody hard to do. When you've got blokes, pig-headed blokes like Dangerfield and <laughs> Selwood who just want to play every game, every minute, and you've got to sit them down and say, now, boys, mate, for the betterment of the team, you boys... Uh, you know, and to start them on the, uh, on the bench last uh, final, which was unbelievable, it did take me back to nineteen eighty nine and a and a and a different coach that we had at the time then <laughs> back in nineteen eighty nine. He started Mark Best, our, our captain, on the bench, and also Paul Couch, who just won the Brownlow Medal, started our two greatest players, he started them on the bench wow. and uh, Mm, that was interesting, bloody.
0: Yeah, and what happened, Bill? We were five goals up at halftime. They came on and we won by fifteen goals. <laughs> apparently, it was apparently it was one of those great coaching moves. Bill, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> I love you for that. Yeah. Hey, listen, just no. <laughs> I was watching Chris Scott on AFL 360. I think it was during the week. I actually gave three – you know, when I sit there watching the game and I'm watching the Cats play, obviously, and Jeremy Cameron, I thought, kept them in it and then kept them winning almost last week yep. instead of Gary Rowan got votes and all that sort of stuff. But I thought I Cameron it. was the best player. When I looked at the coaches' oh. votes, he's only got one. So in other words, one of the only coaches out of five, ten players has given him one. Chris Scott oh, yep. apologised during the week to say, jeez, I think I got that wrong. How could you get oh. it that wrong? I remember looking at him Monday. I thought this would
1: be good for Gary Ayers' votes, of course, for the yeah. best player in the finals. Yeah. And I thought Jerry, Jeremy Cameron was outstanding. Rowan's game was good, yeah. but no better yeah. than Jeremy Cameron. I liked Zach Guthrie. I thought he kept him in it early. And there was a couple of, There was only about three or four good players because Collingwood's pressure was just unbelievable. Yeah. But Jeremy Cameron was certainly there. And, and I couldn't believe he got one vote. Like, <laughs> so one of the coaches completely missed him. And then or I assume Chris Scott's given him one. So... I couldn't work that out. I did have a look at that, and I could not work that out myself because what a player. You know what? He just goes up the ground, bloody, and he does stuff. He just yep. does stuff. Like, you know, and, and and that's like you used to say stuff like that, would just go and do something or do stuff. And that's what he does. He does it there. Then he's great. A snapshot, he's good around goals. He can mark. He, Gee, he's been a good
0: pick Yeah, has he ever.
2: Just, um, mm. Billy, we all we all think of the champions like Dainesville and Selwood and, and Hawkins, but where do you rate – Mark Blixarves, you've seen him so often. I think he's arguably their most important player, but he can play in seven or eight different positions. Oh, spot on.
1: You know, full back, uh, you are throwing, it's a bit like Barry I and mean, back in our day, probably that. But um, and both great runners. But Blixarves, you play him on the wing, you play him at centre back, you play him at full back, you throw him up forward, you put him in the ruck. But then he's been doing this tagging role yeah. and he could easily go to he could easily go to Lockie Neal uh, Friday night <laughs> yeah. and, and 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 run with him and do and do a job there, you know. So very important. Great fellow around the club. He's won two best and Ferris, so you know he has been around for a while and, and been a very good player for the Cats. But especially on a night like Friday night, it, it, those boys are so those boys are so
0: important. Now Stengel, All Australian. We've seen him here. Richmond have seen him. We know the story about him. terrific and close. You've, just look speedier, Bill. The team looks quicker.
1: Yeah. Well, you put him in and Holmes, young Holmes. Who, yeah. by the way, I didn't think he was quick, but he never gets caught. He just he runs away from blokes. Yeah. I don't, and he's a runner. He can run, run, run. But he runs away from. So you put him in Holmes. You put him in Spindle. You're right. And then and then and close. And, um, and people go, "Geez, the cats have got quick." They've put in two blokes. You know, it's just unbelievable how how two blokes can change a side. And but I've, I've never seen, I don't reckon, a bloke that's just so one grab doesn't fumble. Just, yeah. Plunk, plunks it and handballs it off or kicks it off or kicks a goal. He's just been an unbelievable pick-up. And, you know, Eddie, Eddie Betts has taken credit there, and so he should. He, you know, he's still living with Eddie, and Eddie's been looking after him. But, um, yeah, well, Eddie's very happy with himself at the minute, too. But, <laughs> oh, no, but well done to, you know, Weldy again and those likes who, who found him because yeah. they got him for
2: nothing. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the other player... <laughs> the rise and rise, Tom Atkins, who was just, uh, you know, he was oh. player 22, 23. Uh, he's, he's so important now too, Billy. Yeah.
1: Player 26, 27, you know, and he just worked his way in there and, but he's hard as a cat's head, you know, he's hard, so hard and tough. And Mate, that's a great story, one of the great stories there where he, he, you know, he got uh, sacked from the VFL and he went back and played local and then he wrote a letter and said, I would love to come down and train again. And they trained him and then he finally wins the best and fairest in the VFL and then the Cats go, oh, we'll, we'll give him a go. And now he's, he's very important in that midfield just because he see ball, get ball and he gets it and he's hard. And, and again, just a very humble kid, very humble, unassuming kid. And they've got a few of those, the Cats. They're pretty good like that. You don't see... Too much carry on, you know. When they win, they just win and then they look for next week. So, uh, who knows? Two more wins, let's hope.
0: Billy, you were a very good player. Nearly 200, virtually 200 games and kicked a lot of goals. Now, I've, I can't believe that Tom Hawkins still plays at the level. I mean, he's playing like a 25-year-old, not a nearly a 35-year-old. Isn't his form outstanding still?
1: Oh, the older, the older he gets, the better he gets. You know what he is, but it's unbelievable. He's so unselfish. You know, like we were pretty selfish, myself and Abbott. If we, if you're around thirty or forty meters, Get yeah, a shot goal. That's what you, yeah, you have a shot and you're there. That's what you're there to do. Hawks handballing off and passing off, and he, I think he's up. To obviously, kick fifty odd goals or whatever. But he's up there for the assist. You know, mm. he, they kind of wear, wear that as a as a um, crown. The being the most unassisted forward, The like badge of no honour, yeah. Blighty, yeah. yeah, yeah, badge of honour in our day. Bloody used to no. get it, you kick a goal and yeah. go forward. But, yeah. I
0: agree. But, I, I, I still agree, Bill. I think there's a fine, there is a fine line in that. Sometimes you can actually yeah. be too much that way. Yeah, yeah, bloody oath.
1: And, they, and folks look for it now, and they try and pass it off with, you know, just go back and kick it. And he's improved his kicking. I reckon he's kicking wasn't great there for a while, and he's really improved that. No, and. Again, a great bloke there around your club. Uh, you know, And it's that life balance, mate, that footy life balance, Whereas some of these boys, like, hawk has got this lovely property out the road. He's got a few cattle. He loves that property, you know, and he's got the kids growing up out there. Yeah. So they're very happy. Yeah. Jeremy Cameron's five k's down the road at Mount Eed, He's bought a farm. He's doing that up. That's all he loves because he's an old farm boy. Even Reece Stanley's out there. I don't know if he knows anything about farming, Reece, to be honest. The the bloke, the farmer next door puts his cows in the top paddock, so Reece goes over and puts his cows in the top paddock. He just follows (laughs) with the farmer next door. But, mate, it's that, I tell you what, that life, uh, footy-life balance which they talk about, mate, some of those blokes are just... I was talking to Isaac Smith the other day. Like, he's still running around. He's he's old, but he's still going and running and running. I saw him, it was a game day, I'm walking down the game... He's on a push bike, because he lives about two k's from the ground, just in Newtown there. <laughs> he's, he's riding a push bike and a pair of shorts and a t-shirt, just riding down. I actually had a helmet on, which was good, but he's just ride, riding to, uh, to the club to play. Like, Just those things, they're so important.
0: Gee, uh, you own half of Newtown, don't you, mate? Tell me now. Oh, well, I've got
1: a couple of... Well, I lost half of it there for a while, uh, Blighty, <laughs> so they, you, had to, you had to fight back from uh, losing half of the uh, house and things, but... No, i got a couple of pumps there, mate, yeah, which work sure. well. And, um, yeah, and I've just got a little unit up in Melbourne now because I've spent a bit of time up there. So just a little walk to the G. So that's a nice little spot, mate. Great Good on stuff, you, pal,
2: Billy. Thanks for that. Really appreciate it. Good luck with your cats, and uh, hopefully yeah. this year's a year for Geelong. Good on you, boys, and go cats. Yeah, Billy Brownless there for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand, thanking Australia for that 21 years in a row.